You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow! Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm-hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? I feel like this show should start with the soundtrack of Top Gun. Yes. You know that, that, that the beginning part from the original yes, movie. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So just didn't they use the? They did. They did in the beginning. They part. did, and that was the only part that they used it. <laughs> so just enjoy the soothing sounds. Uh, it was more than twenty years ago, so I'm pretty sure it's legal <laughs> for us <laughs> to use it on our show. Yeah, there it is. Mm, okay. Yeah, I like the soundtrack. It's can you can you hear it in your brain? I want to go take off. Yes, you know. the listeners are listening to it. Okay, <laughs> so there we go. We've got the soundtrack rolling. Mics are ready. Test one, two. <coughs> Test. Test. Okay, good. Here we go. Three, two, one. What is up? Hi, listener. This is... The Movie Show. On Active FM. And today we have... I'm still imagining the sound. We have the need for speed. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is no. a need wasn't that the line? There is a need for speed. Thank you. You're right. Thank you. Yes, you are Goose right. Goose and Maverick. Yeah, because if, if there was no speed, people were going to die. Yeah. You know, because it's important to bring them back home again. If you haven't watched the film, <laughs> then uh, you don't know what we're talking about. But for those listeners out there that uh, are listening to this film, that are listening to review. this film. <laughs> that nice save. Nice save, right? <laughs> the dash. That was a nice save. We don't have the dash character in English, <laughs> so it's a space. Um, this is Top Gun Maverick. This is Top Gun Maverick. This yeah. is Top Gun Maverick. A 2022 action-adventure film that should mm. have come out in 2020. But it's okay. You know? COVID happened. Save the best for last. Yes. Apparently, they actually wanted to release it on Paramount+. Plus. Due to COVID and oh, all wow. of that, and to, uh, to, and Top Gun, and Tom Cruise was like, "Hell no!" He literally was. He 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 wanted it to be released in theaters, and I think he'd made the right decision because Good this call. is his biggest theatrical release to date. Literally, he's mm. never. I think the film made a billion dollars, wow. and he's never done that before. And also, this film was in. I don't know about other countries in the world, but in SA, this film was in cinemas for weeks. Like, weeks. Like, weeks and weeks. Yeah, so, good good job, Tom. I think it was a lot of hard work. No, it was. Um, and it paid off. It really did. Yeah, and some actors got some really cool training. Mm-hmm. I want to go through that training. The underwater I stuff and all of that. All of that. The, what did they call it? Aviation. Yes. Uh, that whole approval. What, what thing? It sounds, especially the G, you know, when you. The G Force, uh, yeah. The G Force uh, training. I, I would be very nervous, especially the part where they hold you. Well, you know, uh, yeah, no. Uh, just don't record my face during <laughs> that time. And please hold my back, my, my head back. Because the way I see sometimes when they go into G lock, then their heads drop. I'm like, ooh, that. Sure, they broke up with a sore neck, but yes, that whiplash the next mm. day. Whiplash it is. So it's a two-hour and eleven film, and if you're wondering, no, it is not the same director as the original Top Gun. He actually pa- has passed away. So if you see at the end of the film, they actually say in loving memory yeah. of. I think it was his name was Tony Scott. I think that's the original director of uh, Top Gun. 
Yeah. But actually, Shane, do you know that he um, committed suicide? Really? That's actually how he died. Yeah. So that's why he is no longer with that us. Sad. I actually wrote down, but now I can't find it. But basically, he was in his 60s, and I think it was 2016 or somewhere there that he committed suicide. He apparently did w- want to do a Top Gun sequel and had like almost, I think he had started writing the scripts, but then, yes, yeah. So he passed away, sorry, in 2012, 19th of August, 2012, he committed suicide at the age of 28 and he had been developing his own version of a sequel before his death. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. No, it is, right? So young as well. Yeah. Like very young. And so this one's directed by uh, Joseph Kaczynski. Mm. I personally didn't know who he was, but this is the same amazing director that brought us Oblivion. That's right. Mm. How cool is that? And I believe that most of his films are very CG intense. Yes. So this was quite, uh, I don't know, I don't think it would have been the first film for him to to pull off some really hectic practical effects. Effects, yeah. But uh, yeah. I feel like though it's not even practical effects. It's like he real. just he filmed it real. They yeah. did it for real. It was like he's also directed the Tron Legacy That's in right. 2010, yeah. and then recently I haven't watched it. There's a movie on Netflix called Spiderhead with Chris Hemsworth yeah. and Miles Teller as well, mm-hmm. and that and apparently um him and Miles because Miles Teller's in this he plays uh, Rooster. They jumped straight into filming Spiderhead after filming Top Gun Maverick. And it's weird because he had two movies come out in 2022. Obviously, though, Top Gun Maverick was only supposed... was was Sorry, was supposed to be released in 2020, but was delayed due to COVID. But those are the films, yeah. And then the cast. The cast was really cool. I enjoyed the cast. Yeah. So, obviously, Tom Cruise reprised his role as Maverick. And then Val Kilmer reprised his role as Iceman. Those were the only two people to reprise uh, roles from the original Top Gun. There were some flashbacks where you saw, like, Meg Ryan and you saw... What was his chick again? I know her. I just forgot her name now. I don't know but the blonde hair, you know the original love interest in Top Gun? Oh, uh, that chick, uh, something Connolly. No, no, Jennifer Connolly was in this wasn't one. It? She was the, Jennifer Connolly wasn't oh, in the Oh, are you talking about one. in the original? Yes, in okay, the original. Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness, I can't remember, I forgot no, her name. I don't know. But uh, yeah, she, they, they, mm. they both didn't reprise, or no mm. one else, in fact, reprised their role. And then you have Miles Teller, who, I enjoyed him. I thoroughly enjoyed him. I th- thought yeah. he did a very, very good job. Yeah, he did. And then Glenn Powell, so Glenn Powell played Hangman. He apparently also auditioned for the role, uh, Miles Teller, his role, so the role of Rooster. Mm. And Tom, uh, Tom Cruise liked him so much that they actually found a place for him. And yeah. And then Jennifer Connelly, she, I enjoyed her. I actually, I did enjoy her. Yeah. And then John Hamm. I loved John Hamm in this. He was the, you know, the, the, the Admiral that basically yeah. was against Maverick, yeah, like the right. whole film. Mm. He was also in Baby Driver. But I, I like I've, I haven't seen him in a role like this, and I thoroughly enjoyed his acting. I yeah. thought he did a good job. I like the way even at the end, he still kept his like... Mm, mm. Yes, he was like, good Strong. job, but he was still like... I don't like you. This guy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously you had a whole lot of new... So you had Lewis Pullman, who played Bob... <laughs> I liked Bob. Oh, I like Bob. You had Monica who played Phoenix. And then, yeah, you had a whole lot of... But the cast was really... It, they, it was a really good cast. Mm. And what they did, especially the, 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 
the ones that became pilots, the yeah. ones that played the roles of pilots. Oh my goodness, I respect them. Yeah. Feel like this this film and Thirteen Lives, the actors weren't acting. It makes me want to. <laughs> I'm like sure. So when you become an actor, you actually learn some really great skills. Now I know last week we spoke about you know the mountain. Uh, Diving? Water? Diving? Mountain? Cave diving. Cave diving. Cave cave diving, diving yeah. Mountain diving. And that's cool. That's cool as well. But this one, like, uh, I would... I would do this. I would totally do yeah, this. Yeah, this one doesn't freak me out like the 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 cave diving did. The only... Yeah, the only thing is uh, the G-Force, you know, training. Training, trying to adapt to the G-Forces that you've got to come under. But I think you get used to it because, like, even the actors said themselves, yeah, after, after doing it eventually, mm. they... Tom Cruise even said to them, okay, add to your performance now because you're used to the the conditions of being in the plane and all wow. of that. So must yeah. be must be really, 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 no. really crazy. I honestly can say this is the best feel-good movie of 2022. So I'm still not putting it as my... I still have my top three and I'm not going to compare them with each other, which is Elvis, 13 Lives and Top Gun Maverick. And the reason I'm not comparing them is because they are all so different and unique. And like for me, they, they all have their, their brilliant points. And you can't really compare them because they're so different. But Top Gun Maverick definitely is a feel-good film. And I know from hearing a lot of people, a lot of people have said it. Literally, people are like best movie ever. So And like that's for people, a feel-good movie is a good movie. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Because like, you feel good after watching it, you yeah. know? You're like, oh, it's so good. But mm. also, I loved how they did it as a sequel, even though only two, I mean, two characters only reprising their role. I mean, that's that's not a lot of new, I mean, like old characters, especially for a sequel, if you understand what I'm saying. But the way they did it was, was really, really yeah. good. I'm definitely going to watch the first one. I'm, I'm definitely interested in the first one. Have you never watched the first one? I, I don't think so. <gasps> no, Ryan. Okay, mm. you have to go watch the mm. first one. I, I, I. I'm definitely gonna be watching. I the watched first the one. first one last year, uh, actually, because so we were by my my uncle's house, and he loves Top Gun, ah. and he was like, "No, you need to watch it." So we watched it, but also I wanted to watch it because I knew Top. We we knew Top Gun Maverick was, was coming, coming out. Well, yeah. We're coming out. So then I watched it, mm. and then. Yeah, so, so I was. I really liked how they they pieced it together, even with Jennifer Colony. Uh, um, that's not her surname, Connery. Connery. There we go. Even with her character, so she she's not in the first one. She's not the yeah. love interest in the first one, but they matched her character up, and her character's actually mentioned in the first Top Gun. So I know that the character was in the first one, but the actor wasn't in the first one. Yes. Well, her character was mentioned once in in a discussion. She was never shown. If you understand, it's like me talking about Freddie, right? Like, oh yeah, Freddie came over yesterday. That's the first one, right? Or I dated Freddie. Freddie was my ex, right? And then in the second one, Freddie comes in. But all that all that was mentioned of uh, Freddie in the first one was that he was my ex. That type. Was, That's how they did it. So it was mentioned. That's all. Yeah, but it was clever. Huh? The oh, fact okay. that they yeah mm. that, that they did that because. Mm. Yeah. It kind of well, then they sense. did that quite strong. Yeah. Because even the daughter's like, you know, don't break her heart again. Yeah. Oh, okay. There, there must be something in the first one. It, 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 not really, yeah. other than the fact it's that he, to, he dated her. But you didn't, uh, so uh, okay. he, she was an ex. 
I suppose uh, that makes sense because, right. you know, breakups come with heartache, I thought, heartbreak. I thought maybe like the whole window scene, him escaping out the window, maybe that was a regular thing that you saw in the first one. Uh, no. That's what I thought. Go watch the first one. I'm going to go watch the but first I one. But I must say, if I had to compare the first one and this one, I maybe this is just a generational thing. I don't know. But, and I, I know that this would be nothing without the first one. So I'm not now pulling, I'm not shading the first one. But I did enjoy this one as opposed to the first one. This one, it, it, oh, okay. it just, it's more feel good than mm. the first one, if I mm. could put it like that. So, Well, from what I understand is that in the first one, they didn't do it as practical as this one. Mm. Mm. And, and oh, it was the way mm. they did it practically was beautiful. Yeah. So just to give you some trivia, do you know that uh, the World War Two P fifty one Mustang scene in this movie is actually Tom Cruise's own plane? Oh, cool! And he is an accomplished pilot in, in real life. Aviator. Yes, and then. Tom Cruise insisted that there be as minimal green screen and CGI aerial shots in the film. And even the close-up cockpit shots are taken during real in-flight sequences. Yeah. This meant that much of the cast, in fact, yeah, well, much of the cast being all the pilots, had to undergo extensive G-force training sessions to withstand the physical demands of the G-force pressure during flights. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And apparently a lot of them like threw up Shane. Tom Cruise even said some of them were like embarrassed, but like there's literal footage of them like throwing up in the air due to the uh, the G-force and, and all of that. Yeah. And then yeah. also according to Miles Teller, so some of the cast got to choose their own core signs. So, you ah. know, like Hangman, Rooster, etc., wow. etc. Et really? Not all of them. Mm. Uh, the Hangman, he, he chose hangman to mm. be his and then miles teller apparently chose rooster because it's in the f same family as goose and his father's call name in goose makes sense in the first one was goose uh, that's cool yeah also this was funny so you know right in the beginning of the film there's that shot where um so ed harris which was the the the, the, the scary army official dude guy. that came to shut down the, the whole operation. Yes. So he's standing and then you see Tom Cruise take off and fly past. Yeah. And then the roof of the, the shack at the entrance <laughs> blows off. That wasn't supposed to happen, but they only had no. one take. They they literally could only have it one shot to do that. And in that shot, the, the whole set literally like so it really did fell that. apart. <laughs> but they did, couldn't do it again. So they were like... Okay, fine. And then it obviously made the film and that that's why yeah. the roof. But I actually think it wouldn't have had such an impact if it didn't fall off. No, it was, cool. it was, it was yeah. real. And I believe that that's, that's really like uh, what you get when those planes fly over at, yeah. at, that, at that, you know, proximity, mm. <laughs> at that height, that level. Like that the closeness. fact that that dude still stood. You saw him like get to like catch himself, like, but... Mm, mm. Yeah, no, it was intense. <laughs> and then the actors, I actually respect the actors a lot because you it's very easy to rely, I think, on a stunt double. But and this is where Tom Cruise and I mean Tom Cruise is like this. He does his own you know Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts. He really pushes himself physically and he did the same that guy's got with the some, cast. That guy's got some kind of bucket list there. No, no, really. And he's, he's checked it off. Because he's still going. Yo, like, how old is he? Isn't he in his 60s? He's got to be somewhere close to there. And I'm he's, sure he's in his 60s. There he is still. And 
Can I just say, Tom Cruise looks flipping good for his age. Like, look at him and Val Kilmer. I mean, they Mm. were the same. Look at them both in Top Gun, the first one. And then then look. So in Top Gun, the first one, you'll see that uh, Tom Cruise's rival... That's that's Iceman in yeah, the set. Yeah, mm. so it's it's insane though. Yeah, it's really insane. Mm. But the actors op- that that played the pilots not only had to so while they were flying right in the air, they had to film themselves. They had to turn the camera. So there were actually six cameras that were put in the cockpit with them. They had to turn the camera on and off. Imagine. They also had to touch up their own makeup. Not that it was extensive, but obviously they, they would have to do makeup touch-ups, adjust mm. their lighting and handle their own sound. And the director would would then wait on the ground. So literally they'd take off, go fly. Yeah. He'd be sitting like waiting so for like an hour. Yeah. yeah, And then they, he'd have to wait for them to come back mm. and then they would watch the, the the footage and adjustments would be made if need be and then they would have to go back for another take all right off you guys guys go like okay i like i wonder what mm. he did during those hour-long waiting all right can i have my lunch now please <laughs> thanks lunch comes like we got a long time directing waiting. Come job on. of your life. <laughs> Just okay, fix that. Although I suppose yeah. that there is like slight frustration to that because, but I think the actors they took responsibility, mm. if, if I could put it like that, mm. and really. Well, they learned um, a lot of cinematography because mm. yes, you know, pressing record, making sure the angles are, and you know, uh, after checking, uh, actually seeing these th- these facts and that, when I looked back at the scenes and the different shots that they got, it was actually quite amazing. No, how it's, they did it, it was, it was. I mean, how many cameras and red cameras? We're talking about big junk, junky mm. equipment. Can you actually fit? And I don't know if you saw, there was some cameras that they actually placed on the actual aircraft yes themselves and you can imagine like like won't the cameras fall off mm. i mean they 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 must have stuck those things well on there and it, obviously it can't affect the the flight itself yeah. you know wherever you place it in that so and even the fact that they were steady yeah because like mm. it's not like if you stick a okay go stick a camera to your car and drive and look at the footage do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. it's it's not you. you <laughs> <laughs> even like you're yeah, the audio, and I mean, a plane mm. so much louder than mm. that. So, mm. yeah. And then Tom Cruise personally designed a three-month aviation training I course. I would love to go on that for all of mm. the actors to become ready to handle riding in an F-18. So literally Tom Cruise is a not only an actor, but he has developed his... They should release that. They really should. Yeah. They should release that as like a masterclass. And then uh, since... So this was insane. So in the film, Val Kilmer's character, Iceman, he's got throat cancer and can't speak. So that's why he obviously types on the computer. But in real life, Val Kilmer actually does have throat cancer. Yeah. And... um. It's affected him, his voice, like, a lot. But what happened was a company named Sonatic, the company Sonatic developed a voice AI, which he uses. And it actually, the AIs learned to mimic Kilmer's voice, including the iconic way that he himself talks. The revelation... 
that Kilmer used voice AI came during a New York Post interview with his daughter Mercedes Kilmer. In the interview, she explained how they dubbed the voice AI over Kilmer's acting to bring his scenes to life. So in other words, the audio... So at the end of that scene with Tom Cruise, he actually does speak. But he wasn't actually speaking. They had to take the voice AI and dub it over his... I don't know, like mouth movements. Mouth, yeah, like mm. mouthing. So he he that the what and he you did it hear, well because of the way that he even yeah like the way that he even spoke it yes matched well it, looked it great. did match well mm. but so in other words when you hear Val Kilmer that's not Val Kilmer's mm. Kilmer's voice that's the voice AI that they've developed to sound like him that they then took and put over his performance and. For, that's insane though yeah. I'm like this is insane but apparently Mercedes his daughter says they were able to dab him with his own voice which is amazing it is such a technical feat being able to engineer his voice in that way that's an extension of the technical feats of the film which I mean I'm really like like that's insane really that's really insane yeah yeah and then this was funny so obviously the the shirtless uh football scene right which was iconic to the first film that's why they did it in the second film i was wondering in that. jeans i was just like mm. this is the most impractical way to play football is on a beach in jeans like who wears jeans to a beach but anyway obviously it's aesthetically pleasing to audiences all around the world but the uh, the shirtless beach uh, football montage had to be shot twice because Tom Cruise did not find the first version good enough. But now apparently the director never told the cast when they were going to film it. So they obviously had to keep up a very nice looking physique which means they had to have like really strict exercising regimes and right. like eating schedules etc etc et and because he didn't tell them when it was they they just had to keep in shape for like the whole of filming which apparently like bothered them and irritated them a lot but apparently after the first the 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 first one had been shot uh glenn powell still says we shot it and the nights that night we the whole cast all went out for milkshakes yeah and they had beer and like everyone was just like yeah we don't have to keep up our six pack anymore and then to, uh, about a week later com tom comes back and was like we got to shoot it again because it wasn't good enough so we're gonna shoot it again and apparently everyone just got back into the gym and had to like get themselves back into they shape don't look bad yes yeah and apparently also amongst the male actors like there was a lot of like male like competition of like who looked the best type of thing shirtless no, so they obviously all had to jump back in. But the sequence, um, also the sequence has been used very heavily to promote the film because it's so similar to the scene in the original film that became so iconic and was the audience's favorite. And so in the original one, they were playing volleyball. This one, they were doing football. But obviously Tom was just like, mm, we have to do it. But that was also a very good scene mm. from a perspective of not just the guys shirtless on a beach, well, which girls would be started, like... It started, it was the start of like the up point to the film. Yes. Mm. And it was when they were actually becoming a team and it was the first time that the Admiral dude was like, okay, fine, I trust you, Maverick, and, you know, like do your Bob thing. And Bob got the ball. Yeah, and Bob... <laughs> yeah, so... I like Bob. Yeah. It's cool. 
Now, this, so obviously this is a sequel, right? So that means it's the second movie. So there's the first movie and then the second one. Mm. This sequel represents one of the longest periods of time between a movie and its sequel in film history. So the period of time between Top Gun, with the first one, which was released in 1986, and Top Gun Maverick, which is released in 2022, is 36 years. So though it could have been less, obviously, with... COVID hitting it would have been two years earlier but other examples of extremely long intervals of original films and a sequel are Tron which was 1982 and then Tron Legacy which was 2010 which is also weird because the director did Tron Legacy yeah, so he's true. into like these long like, sequel so yeah, gap but he, he does a good job at, mm. at it so it's obviously like his thing that's about 28 years then you have The Odd Couple which is 1968 and The Odd Couple 2 1998 I personally haven't watched that but then also Blade Runner 1982 with Blade Runner 2049 which came out in 2017 which is about 35 years and then you have the gap between The Wizard of Oz and The Return to Oz. Wizard of Oz was 1939 and Return to Oz was 1989, which is 46 years. But the record is held by Bambi, which was 1942. Bambi came out. Can you believe it? Bambi came out in 1942. I mean, I watched Bambi as a kid. Love Bambi. Bambi was... Well, actually, it was a very sad story, you know. Great and vision effects too. Mama! Ma, do you remember that scene? And, the sad and Bambi's violet. calling for his... That was hectic. And man. the music's going on in the background. Yeah. And I remember the spring scene. And the kids are chunking. <laughs> and then Bambi 2. I don't remember watching Bambi 2, which came out in 2006, which has a gap of 62 mm. years. Coming up next week, we'll be watching Bambi, Bambi 2. <laughs> do we really want no, to No, first we need to watch the first one. <laughs> I've watched the first one. You haven't watched the first one? 1942, right? That's probably, that's probably if I watch it again. I'll be like, oh, I remember. Oh, no. What was the bunny's name? Uh, uh, Bumper. Yes, Bumper. It was Bumper, Mm. right? Or Thumper? Thumper. (laughs) Thumper. Yes, because he used to. I remember that. So, so, yeah, it's one one of the. It's not as big as Bambi. Bambi Just joking about next next week's show, by the way. So, we're not doing yeah please don't not be you know <laughs> don't be interested well, skipping a week of, of active FM. now talking about bob right i like bob bob was cool but apparently tom cruise has the strange habit of having someone or something named bob in most of his movies for the past 20 years or so so that's why Bob. I'm was sure in we the can movie. go through all his films right now like, ah, bob we should actually go find mm. all the different bobs in his film yeah films it's I'm sure it's just a funny, hilarious, you know. Yeah, it's one of those things. Maybe it's a Tom Cruise. It's a Tom touch. Cruise thing, Bob. Mm, yeah, like Len Flair's art to, um, yes, that director Transformers. Mac- oh, Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so talking about the cameras in the cockpit, right? So there was a setup of six cameras. Yes, six, Imagine. not one, not like one would have been a so lot. So that means they would have to. Yeah, for five. They were all in front of them. So they Mm. got like, like, yeah, they got like different. So there were six cameras that were installed in two FMA-18s flown by actual pilots. So I think, I don't think the actors, from what I understand, I don't think the actors were flying. No, I 
I double checked that. I was just like, wait, wait. They weren't, right? No, they weren't. No. So yeah, they, they but they mm. had to. What was difficult or what was what was intense was they had to work with the pilot because obviously, mm. like if they were turning this way and next minute the plane like goes that way it's like not going to make sense so they obviously had to be in sync with the pilot that was mm. flying the plane but also it made very precious space in the cockpit and they had to actually remove unnecessary hardware and then the filmmakers installed 6k sony venice digital cinema cameras with lightweight lenses Imagine. and the new rialto system i hope i pronounced that correctly that one do you know it? No. Okay. Extending the camera's sensor blocks, allowing for film to be shot over the, ca- uh, the actor's shoulders and in toward the plane. Cameras had to clear the ejection path, run on batteries so as not to tap into the plane's power, and safely and securely withstand shocks, vibration, and more than 7.5 Gs. Hey. Once Miranda made it through the uh, exacting trial and ever error and approval process. I think that was the cinematographer, Miranda. Uh, yeah, he was good. Th- then he was good to go. The filmmakers were able to capture not only character performances, but the real effects of flight maneuvers in their actors' faces, which I thought was so cool. Well, the way you real. saw like the G-Force, like mm. that was that was freaking cool. Like Push you've never seen that. Push through the Gs. Yeah. Yes. And then Miranda points to Cruz's uh, catapult launch from the deck of the USS Theodore Roosevelt. So you see Tom, yes, you see Tom taking Mm. off from the aircraft carrier, and you actually see him do it like a drop. Yeah, you Mm. you see the drop. And in most movies, all they do is jerk backwards when they take off, or they just you Mm. know take off like like nothing's happening to them. Like. Mm. We're just taking off now. Mm. But when you see Tom, uh, well, sorry, watch you. when you see Tom, what's exciting is that there's another little drop when he leaves the deck. And for some reason, when you see that you go, we're really with him. It makes you, it's true. Mm. It makes you feel like you're actually in the cockpit with yeah. the actor. And they actually say that's what they think makes this movie special mm. is it gives you like, it really makes you f- like feel like you're you're up there in the air in the cockpits like it's yeah. a proper real experience i love the the sound design as well because, yes and so while they're flying often when they would change a position you would hear that sonic boom yes and it happened often so they would change and then they would change and then especially like visually it was so visually beautiful uh, when you saw like that almost like white cloud mist type oh, of... Oh, that was so because cool. Because of their speed. Yes. And because they did it practically, so my wife was like, always tapped her elbow, was like, is that real? Can they really do that? I'm like, well, I heard they really, really did do these maneuvers. So yes, I, I, I believe so. So that that's like... Sure. Yeah, no, it's insane. Hmm. Also, uh, Joseph Kaczynski, the director, shared. So he stated that this is... Quoting him, I did have a couple of the camera operators who worked on the original film, which I thought is really cool that he did that. Yeah, Mm. and he said I had a number of crew members who worked on the original film on our film, and one of them was the ground to air operator, and he told me a lot of their ground to air stuff was shot on a specific mountain peak in Nevada, looking down into the training valley. So we went back to that exact peak. I stood up there with him and our four cameras with our 
really long lenses and we shot our ground to air stuff from the same place 35 years later which was pretty awesome and then uh, it says though Top Gun's director Tony Scott from 1986 passed away in 2012 Kaczynski said he had a couple of camera operators from the 1986 movie one of them actually remembered an exact filming location and brought the production there to pay homage to the original film and it's certainly rare for a sequel filmed over 30 years later not only to have some of the exact same crew but end up featuring an exact location and this film accomplished mm. that which is I think was really nice as yeah. well like imagine imagine that being part of your career you worked on the first Top Gun and then like what like 30 something years later you worked on the second sequel mm. when like technology is so advanced and now they're doing it like more practically yeah. and that's yeah i think it's like going on holiday and then going back going to back. your roots that you took before you're like oh yeah oh yeah yeah like oh. 30 years later oh, though with nice. your kids yeah. like yeah this is where we yeah mm. you know mm. <laughs> yeah and then this is insane so apparently this film the chances are that it, not chances are it's the it's it is it's the case that there was 800 guys just 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 think about this there was 800 hours of filmed footage that was shot for top gun 800 hours In 6k right of six mm. oh my living soul where did they mm. put all the stuff 6k mm. footage 800 hours of film footage and uh, director joseph kaczynski told empire that he figures the team shot as much footage as peter jackson's original lord of the rings trilogy movies combined Sounds about so right. all of the the three lord of the rings films which mm. were how long I mean, they were already like two hours long each. Yeah. Now, or three hours. That's all of the raw footage they shot equivalent. 800 hours. I think that's why it would be very important to do the dailies. The poor editor. Otherwise, you're <laughs> like, okay, let's start. Uh, grab the first... Uh, Procrastination on... Of, uh, first folder, day one. Like, I know <laughs> what it feels like to pull all your footage into your timeline and you have like mm. three hours. Mm. And this is like one scene. You're just like, okay... Uh, let's um let's uh, edit this up to this one <laughs> clip uh well this little guy right over here <laughs> five hours later how far are you i've still got one hour we're moving to go. on to the second clip now <laughs> the second clip <laughs> that's insane but also the way it was edited mm. was it wasn't like okay mm. eventually they just got tired of all this 800 hours worth of footage 800 hours what the hell but good job guys like yeah. really good job and then this is tom cruise First film that has earned $1 billion. And in August 2022, director Quentin Tarantino stated that he liked the film. <laughs> yeah! He liked it. What? Liked. <laughs> he liked the film, yes. That's, that's good. So uh, if, if Quentin Tarantino says he likes your film, you have made it in life. So you've got the... That is on my bucket list. The Quentin Pass stamp of approval. Yes. Yes. So that that was that was really cool. And then the only pilot to crash during training was Phoenix, obviously in the film. She was the female. Yeah. And what was cool though was so the her her core name Phoenix is named after a mythical bird who rises from its own fiery ashes. Yeah. So she then proceeds to fly on the final mission. So it's just cool mm. how they like they mm. they matched up her core name with her storyline actually. Yeah. 
rise out of the flames. Mm-hmm. So each actor had to pass the naval aviator uh, over water in case, well, basically in case they had any uh, tricky or let's just say, the, the, they basically they had to do a draw for worst yeah. case scenarios. And the worst, which you can imagine, is them having to uh, eject over water. During this time, obviously, they had to eject a cockpit into water. And then they had to get out of it. So, bloop, just drop the thing in water. And they're like, get out now. And I know all of them said it wasn't fun. Yeah. Now, now imagine, I mean, it might feel fine now. But remember underwater how much resistance you have. And plus the panic of, which you guys want to go check out our last week's show. If you want to know what happens underwater, how much you panic. They hold you underwater for a while. So, imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Because, and I'm I'm sure that's. Actually, that's someone, getting you used someone to. did say it's the equivalent of waterboarding. There you go. There it is. You, wait, does everyone know what waterboarding <laughs> is? So waterboarding is when they take you. No, no, no. They put a cloth over your face and they pour water over. But because there's a cloth, the cloth mm. absorbs the. Mm. So mm. basically they're like drowning mm. you without putting mm. you in water. Mm. Then they were put in a low oxygen chamber and given simple tasks like, like playing patty cake, patty cake. You know, patty cake, because <laughs> what happens is that when you're in a high altitude, the oxygen is uh, less, less dense. And your brain just says, uh, I, I don't want to think right now. I can't think. And so they're given t- simple tasks like playing patty cake with each other. And you must see what it looks like. Like they're like slow and they're like, yes. because they're trying to get you used to the fact that you, you're going to, you know, your brain. They imagine you've got, you're operating heavy, heavy machinery. You've got to think sophisticated in that, and that's what you've got to get uh, get used to. Uh, There was even a game that they did where they had a box, and you know, on a card, you get the different uh, uh, hearts, uh, clubs, you know, etc. And the box would have four different slots with a shape on it, and then they would have to try and put the the right card. So they also tested your mental capacity. Exactly. So they'd have to put in the relevant shock. Now, uh, and. Obviously, it looked real, as we've discussed, because it, it, was, it, was, it real. was real. They would train them for this, right? And especially under G-forces. So for those who don't, don't understand G-forces, it's the amount of gravitational um, pull. Uh, pull on your body. Standing on Earth, you're under 1G. These guys, during training, they, they, they did 8Gs, close to hey. 9Gs in training. I thought 3G, 4G. In fact, that be- that beginning sequence yeah, with, with but the 10Gs. I thought it was a bit far-fetched. I was like, what, 9G? I know, no. But in training, they did eight, close to 8 or sure. 9Gs. Then when they climbed into the F-18, they did 7.5Gs. But what um, w- what the actors expressed with that was that even under 4Gs, all right? Now, if you go check on YouTube, go look under this whole uh, G-force and how they train them. And, and you see how close to 3.5G, people passing out. Sure. What they did with the actors is they would have a sustained period of 4Gs. He said, he said that was the torture, was being under 4Gs and would for have long. it for sustained amount of 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 time all right ever been on a roller coaster yeah like a fi- that's five g's all right and that's apparently what the average body can withstand five g's when you do military uh, pilot training so especially uh, performing maneuvers on high train on on high altitudes you get taught to actually withstand nine g's or more that's that's what they train them uh they wear anti-g suits and they train them on a on a device called the centrifuge and they did this with the actors. They actually trained them. So these guys are like certified. No, yeah. I don't know, pilots. 
but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but they could withstand the sure conditions. Not, yeah. All you need to do is tell them that they could be Bob. Exactly. They could be <laughs> at the back. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> that's that. You know, that just I'm like, man, I want to do that. And I mean, if Tom Cruise can do it, nobody's too old to do it. So yeah, like I said, so they on my bucket list. Diving, not cave diving. Just diving. No, no, no. No, I'm not. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd go up way before I'd go. I'd do this. This I'd do. Mm. And I'd actually, there's slights like excitements and like, yes, I would do this. The water thing, just because there's water, you know. Like I can, gravity, mm. fine. Gravity's cool. I was watching, I was watching a documentary uh, on something called the Blue Hole. And it's close to... Um, it's somewhere in Egypt, and apparently divers like die in this in this area. And yeah, you see, why would you go? <laughs> and they were talking about literally just this arch, and they drop below. I think it's, I think it's like uh, three hundred feet or something like that. Three, it's like you're swimming to hell. Yeah, and uh, they 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 talk about what divers experience um, and the things, the technical aspects of diving and that die to your death sure. <laughs> go. so I, I think i might also go up if i yeah, go no, down i'm going up <laughs> so going up yeah so yes yeah i know um i think one of the big things with this film was because it's a tom cruise film mm. everyone was like pushed to their yeah. limits and i know even miles mm. taylor was saying um there's a scene where him and glenn get into you know the scene where they they almost fight and mm. then everyone like pulls them back yeah. and uh, due to something going wrong uh, miles ended up getting a cut on his finger and he was bleeding nothing okay. serious mm. but um tom cruise then came up to him and said you know are you going to be able to continue on and he was like yeah, yeah i'll just put a band-aid on it you know and continue and then tom cruise was like yeah you know once when i was filming mission impossible i broke my foot but i kept on going you know so <laughs> like imagine being told by tom cruise that like, because mm. he really did break his foot like uh, they, even that cut made the the final film like you uh, can actually watch his foot getting broken yeah, but he kept right. on going even yeah. though he oh, he had cool. broken his Oh, and then cool. last thing, which is very funny. So mm. the original Top Gun, Ma not Top Gun Ma Maverick, the original Top Gun did not have Tom Cruise running in it. Now, if you've listened to the movie show, you'd know that people, audiences around the world, oh, want yes. to see Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise running. running. Literally, films do better mm. when Tom Cruise runs in mm. it. This film had him flying. running twice. Once on a treadmill and the other time oh. when he was running two miles in the forest. Oh. So, twice. Oh, so, even though the first go. Top Gun didn't have Tom Cruise running in it, oh, Top Gun Maverick great. has it twice. Oh, great. <laughs> That's still weird for me. The fact that people want to see yeah. he does have a, a very iconic run though. Like you, you know the Tom Cruise run. Mm. You know, it's got that very like Mission Impossible. Yeah, that Mission Impossible. Mm. I'm looking so forward mm. to the next Mission Impossible. I I'm really looking forward to that. I think you should fly a jet in. Doesn't he go to space? Mm. Or am I? Am I? I know Tom Cruise wants to go to space. I'm pretty sure that well, he that goes to space. That would be his next level thing, eh? Yeah, I like, feel like what like, else can he do? Like he's done everything. He's held his <laughs> breath underwater. He's. <laughs> <laughs> is he ready i don't know my watch is off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i must say uh for myself like the first like, i watched this i watched this twice i've also yeah. watched it twice very good film the first time i, I watched it, it i was sort of like uh, i was just like ah no you know really? i don't know why okay i watched it in cinemas and i was just like yeah. this is really good the thing that's getting me about tom cruise is he's probably had a lot of um work done like no like botox and stuff yeah. like that 
So it's, you know, yeah, mo- no, that's why it looks so good. It's very demobilized his face. Let's just put it that way. But I, then for some reason, the second time I watched it, I act like I was watching, I was like, wow, I'm not getting that. Like, the, but the best part of this film is when they do the mission. And I'm not going to spoil anything. Yes. I was Woo! literally sitting forward on my chair. My heart was going, yes. My wife's looking at me like, how can you do this? I'm like, I love this. This is, this is so cool. Yeah, no, it was really I mean, good. the way they just came in there, I was just like, whoa, like any action junkie guy. That, that's the scene you want to look forward to because it's the way they shot it, the way they just come in. Ah. The pressure. Ah. It's, the, it's the scariest three minutes of your life. you just like, yeah, you know, that's... I wonder if yeah. that was actually... I didn't I didn't look at this, but you know, so they had to do the mission in a certain time frame. I wonder if... You know how sometimes mm. with films, they'll actually get it done in that mm. amount of time. I don't know if that's the case mm. here, but I'd be interested to see if, if that's the the case. If they did it to get the yeah, effect. Yeah, if they did it in the... Wow. What was it? Two, two, two minutes, minutes yeah. 15 seconds Some, or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it... But it was very stressful. And the mm. music. Can I just say the music in this film? I know that they used a lot of like music from the first film. So like there was a song called, I think, Danger yeah. Zone or something I'll like that. The they, and they wanted to redo it. And Tom Cruise was like, mm, use the original. Which I'm like, yeah, use the original, man. What's wrong with you? Something <laughs> wrong with the, the song. <laughs> yeah, I wrote the first time. It worked again. Yeah. But the, the music was, was very good. And I know mm. Hans Zimmer did the music. I'm sure Hans Zimmer. I heard in an interview that Is after it? Lady Gaga did, she, you know, because you know, she sings the credit song. And after, they said after Hans heard her song, he then based the romance, like, theme song, whenever obviously Jennifer Connelly was there. Um, uh, that, that, Theme Peace. was, was, yeah, was based off of Lady Gaga. So mm. I'm pretty sure Hans is Hans Zimmer. Mm. I, I could be wrong, though. Hopefully it is. Fingers crossed. We'll never know. Oh, well, we could know if well, we just we'll, went on Google. We'll just, and, uh, yeah, I will comment on mm, YouTube if I'm wrong and apologize. Great film. And if you're not, then she'll say, I told you I so. I told you it was handsome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's the but one. it's a very good film. If you have not watched it, go and mm. watch it. Do it. You, this is a must-watch film of 2022. Get some headphones. If you haven't watched any movies this year, there's three. Mm. Elvis, 30 Lives, Top Gun Maverick. In that order. Well, what are you waiting for? I actually, Go! Wait, no, my my order was Elvis, Top Gun, Maverick, Thirteen Lives. That was my order. Yeah, it's a warm up. Yours, yours was nah, Elvis, Thirteen Lives, Top Gun, Maverick. I'll go with that one. I'll go with the uh, uh, Thirteen Lives last. Okay, there we go. It's a ramp up because Thirteen Lives for me is still. That's Ryan's best. You know, it's the best. If we had like a wall behind us with a whole lot of names of movies. 13 Loves is at the at top. At this point, I'd be like, you know, for those who have watched, uh, uh, what is that, Car Show? <laughs> yes, remember that. Ah! All right, and Top Gun puts uh, itself wait, right. It's come, top Gear, Top, top gear, gear, Top and Gear. And it goes, and I'd go right over here. Yes. <laughs> didn't <laughs> didn't right Tom top. Cruise still get to like the top? I'm sure Tom Cruise was at the top of That's that list. <gasps> remember, I miss Top Gear, man. Mm. need to go find go, some old episodes and watch. Yeah. I enjoyed those. I was watching a show. Jeremy Clarkson is doing farming at the moment. Fine. No, guys. Why? Is, why? No, but it's quite funny. Oh, he, is that funny? He doesn't know how to farm. He can't do farming. And he's just like... I just like the trio yeah. of, of... Those three guys. Yeah, th- they were the best. Yeah, you bring anybody else on. It's the, like... But mm. then, but then he, Jeremy went and, mm. and punched the producer. That's why... That That's literally why he doesn't <laughs> do Top Gear anymore. It's a lesson of the day. Don't Don't... Don't punch your producer, guys. Don't do it. Take Don't a be deep that breath. person. Think about it. Yeah. Otherwise, you go farming. <laughs>
<laughs> and with that said and done, this has been the movie show on Active FM. Peace. Cheers. This is really on demand. What you want when you want it. It's Active FM. Active FM. Active FM.